The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is the news and why it matters. We talk about the important stories and why. Why? Why? Why they matter. Why is this so important? Why did you pick this story? Why does this matter? We give you the news and we tell you why. Why? 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 Why it matters to you. This is the news and why it matters. Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn, what was the top story for you? I am torn. You're always torn. I am torn. This, I think, is the biggest story that is going to impact us for years and years to come. That's but, a little intimidating all yeah. of a sudden. I don't know where Glenn brings weaponry. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Um, but the, uh, the other story is um, pretty remarkable as well. As, as Donald Trump went to... Um, uh, to Europe and to Russia, he had a few words for NATO. And I, I think I'm going to start there. Okay, Pat. Yeah, NATO. Um, Trump actually speaking truth to NATO, I think, was pretty powerful. Yeah. Doc? An unknown backstory to the NATO and Russia trip that very few people are aware of, but this is big, explosive. <laughs> or will you let us decide whether or not? Oh, no, I think you guys are in. When you hear this from MSNBC, you're going to know. Mm. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. Glenn. So I came in, this, um, came in this morning, and uh, the president had just had a little breakfast, uh, and he was talking to the leaders of NATO, and it is the first time. I mean, I have really... I have been uh, very skeptical of the president. I watch him each time. Uh, there are times that I just, I don't like listening to the president. It's only when he talks or tweets um, because he's just like, oh, please, please, please be quiet. This is not that example. This is the first time I saw him presidential, focused, um, knew exactly what he was talking about and, and pretty intimidating. Watch. Germany is totally controlled by Russia because they will be getting from 60 to 70 percent of their energy from Russia and a new pipeline. And you tell me if that's appropriate, because I think it's not. And I think it's a very bad thing for NATO. And I don't think it should have happened. And I think we have to talk to Germany about it. But Germany, as far as I'm concerned, is captive to Russia because it's getting so much of its energy from Russia. So we're supposed to protect Germany, but they're getting their energy from Russia. Explain that. Where did that guy come from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but he's it's right. Intense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's everyone a, else is like, ooh. Oh, I know. Okay, let's not talk e- about this. Even John Kelly is looks super uncomfortable yeah. there. He's looking around. He's kind of shaking his head. He's thinking, well, oh, please don't do this. When I think it's great. I, I, it's time that somebody spoke to the NATO leaders like that. Just, yeah. you know, say it as it is. How can we protect you from Russia when you're beholden to Russia for your energy, if they shut off that pipeline, it's Germany's what, toast. It's what it's what Ronald Reagan talked about. Yeah. He said, well, "We're going to spend all this money to free you, and then you're going to build a pipeline and enslave yourself to them, and you'll do whatever they say. Otherwise, you'll freeze to death." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it, and it's it's why uh, the Ukraine and Poland have come to us. And I'm not suggesting that we do this to get the money, you know, for our gas. Let them get it from someplace else. It's foolish, foolish to enslave yourself to the Russians. Well, especially when you know what is the reason NATO exists. Mm-hmm. Right. Russia. Russia. Right. That's, and, that was his yeah, point. There it is, right. He, he made it really well. Uh, then then he, he went on, too, to talk about 
you know, you guys haven't paid your fair share. And who was it? The 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 head of the Stoltenberg, who was yeah. the uh, Secretary General of NATO. Uh, so anyway, he's sitting there, and he's well. Now wait a minute, Mr. President. We've 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 done an awful lot here recently. And he's and Trump rightfully said, and why is that? And he said, well, because of your policies, your leadership. <laughs> I mean, they've paid us fifteen billion dollars already, more than they paid during the Obama administration. And now, can you? Because I feel like the average. American sitting at home may not have a huge grasp on NATO and why they're paying this money, what it goes to. Okay, so, so NATO is summary? the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Right. And so the when you hear Russia talk about the people of the land and the people of the sea, we are the people of the sea, the North Atlantic Treaty. Um, and this was put together after World War II to keep Russia at bay. We're paying all kinds of money because we're the big boys on the block. And we're paying all kinds of money, keeping our bases in Germany, which we want. But really, it helps them. a lot. It helps them a lot. I mean, think about what our economy would be like if we had a big brother who was paying for the lion's share of our defense. And we could plow that money into, you know, making cars or whatever. Uh, We would be in a different situation. So they're all kind of getting pretty close to a free ride off of us. And, you know, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Well, and it would be different if if they had a better attitude towards us. I mean, it's always been, even though we're Mm -hmm. allies with NATO, they really don't respect America. They just want the handout. Yeah, because we've always given it to them for free. Right. You don't respect. I mean, look at what we're going through right now. You don't respect what you grew up with because you didn't earn it. Okay, they they never earned this. We've been giving it to them. Uh, you know, it's 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 time we. I mean, I become more and more libertarian. Come home. Mm-hmm. Time to come home. Bring them home. Yeah. Go ahead, Pat. Yeah, we. I mean, we have thirty five thousand troops in Germany still, and they uh, don't want us there. They don't want us there. I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Bring them home. Yeah. Put those thirty five thousand on the border of our own country, and and let's protect us from the from the drug cartels and. The terrorists from other than Mexican countries coming across the border. Uh, I mean, it just makes sense. Let those troops spend money in our economies in Texas and Arizona and California. What's wrong with that? I, I mean, you know, if they don't want us there, okay. There's good look, luck. There's 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 hyper uh, speeds now. I mean, I don't think they. I don't you think anyone fast. Yeah, I don't think anybody in the government is going to uh, verify that we have hypersonic travel but i believe we do um you know the the scramjet technology is if it's not here it's really close Uh, we have other things you can be on the other side of the planet in an hour there's no reason to have these bases especially now that in the 21st century yeah 21st century we're going to be we're going to be flying drones anyway they're not going to be pilots in those things we we don't need these bases everywhere um, so did you guys hear what John Kerry said about, <laughs> about Trump and what he said at the meeting? Um, he said it was disgraceful, mm. destructive, and flies in the face of the actual interests of the United States of America. Well, I will tell you Set that America we had uh, Jonah Goldberg on uh, today. Who yeah, he was, much, he was critical of it. Yeah, he mm-hmm. pretty much said the same thing. He said, you don't, don't, let's not piss off our allies, you know. And I, I'm torn because I agree with that. But I also agree with what the president said. 
Well, and I mean, you you know, you can you can criticize him for it, but after that meeting, they did sign the declaration saying that they're at least committed to um, improving the the balance of costs shared, and that they would agree to uh, you know mm-hmm. meet that two percent. So uh, uh, you can criticize this, him for that, but uh, but his two percent isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, but here's here's the the, the bigger issue. And Trump made it really well. I made this point really well. Why are we spending so much money protecting Germany when Germany is sending, instead of not paying us, they're sending money for, for gas to Putin. Gazprom is Putin. Yeah. So you're enriching him and Russia while we're paying for your security. And we know when you get into a tough bind and it's, well, we have to do this for Putin or we're going to lose our, our energy and our heat. That's where you're going to go. Yeah. Um, it's, I find it also interesting that, you know, he gets criticized for, um, you know, being in bed with Russia. And then he calls out. Russia and everyone's yeah, like, how dare he just set mm-hmm. America back for calling out anything having to do with Russia? He really cannot win. No, and it's it's interesting because um, as we talked about on the radio today, I, I am I am torn because Russia wants to see the alliance come apart. Yeah, um, but it doesn't have to come apart. It just has to change and update, and we need them to be a little more responsible for their. Their survival. Well, and sometimes tough, tough love will actually hold it together, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I don't yes. think he was insulting them. No, I don't think so either. That way. I don't think he went too far. I, I don't think he stepped over boundaries. Was he, he? But it's such a difference from the Obama administration because he's over there apologizing for everything we've ever done and, and, and excusing everything that the allies have never done. And that's not what Trump is doing. That's not the game he's playing. He's been the most vocal that I can remember in my lifetime about all of this stuff. Yeah. Look, we, we, paid, um, we paid the lion's share because most people don't realize, we know it, but we don't really think it through what all of Europe was like after World War II. I mean, it was decimated. There was gone. nothing left. It was gone. So we not only paid for a lot of those cities to be rebuilt. We helped them on that. We also shouldered the burden. They're paying 2% because we're shouldering the burden so you guys can get back on your feet. Well, we did. Well, you're back on your feet. Mm-hmm. You're back on your feet. Yeah, and that was 70 years right. ago. And you've never sent us a thank you note. <laughs> and quite honestly, we've been bad to you sometimes. You've been bad to us. Let's just call it a draw. Mm-hmm. It's just time that we don't have this agreement anymore. But we got the lion's share at NATO, and, and we pay the lion's share at the U.N. And I think both of those organizations, first of all, the U.N., we should get out of the U.N., and the U.N. should get out of the United States. Um, and go base that in Belgium. Um, but... But for NATO to be a more equitable arrangement, I mean, that helps everybody. They've got more skin in the game that way, mm-hmm. and, and we get less of the burden that way. They yeah. won't do Just it. Just makes though. sense. But they, they, won't yeah. they won't do it. Uh, Doc, tell us, what is this whole experience? A writer for New York Magazine was on Chris Hayes' show on MSNBC and exposed a theory, a theory that Donald Trump is not only a Russian agent, but he has been since 1987. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Does Natasha know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But he put this out there, and Chris Hayes, to his credit, even went, okay, 
this sounds crazy. How is this not crazy? We know this is crazy. And he goes, listen, I know it sounds crazy, but when you bring it all into focus, we have to start now uh, measuring things that are unlikely with the impact they would have. What? Like, for example, um, Hillary Clinton winning. No one expected her to win, but the impact was huge. We've got to consider all of these things now. Admitting Wait. that it's nuts, that it's a conspiracy Whoa. theory, but we Wait have to consider it. We couldn't yeah. even consider a guy who spent 20 years in the pew of Jeremiah Wright. We couldn't even consider that that might have changed him a <laughs> yeah. little bit. But they want to consider that he's actually a spy? Yes. He went to Russia in 1987, and they cannot find record of prior to that where he was really concerned about politics. That was the first time after that that he mentioned running for president. Oh, my gosh. He was, and I, you know, he may they've have just made said... made him into a Manchurian candidate. That's exactly what they're doing. And they've missed the entire thing that, you know, something happened a couple of years after 87. The whole thing shifted over there. So even at that point, if he had been radicalized or something, it didn't change. Remember Russia going through the whole, we're going to be capitalists for a while. That didn't work out so well. Then they started moving into this thing they are now. What about all of that? Thrown out the window. 30 years, a guy who was a rich playboy was able to be radicalized. (laughs) That's not who they go after. If you're a rich playboy, you got it. You're pretty good. But this is what they threw out there. Admitting it's crazy, but... We have to take this seriously and consider all things. Oh, I got to I have to see it. You, oh, you will have a field day with it. Journalism is dead. Yeah. I can't believe they they put this guy on the air just to tout this theory. Can I tell you something? I and I said this to Brian Stelter the other day, and he said, "I know you made that as a compliment." I said, "No, I don't." Um, for all of the crap, and you were there, all of the crap that they put me through, all of the, the high hurdles that we had to jump on anything, mm-hmm. I you said... You when you were working at CNN? When I was yeah. work, no, when I was working at Fox, oh, at Fox, or at CNN as well, okay. it used to take me four hours to cut a one-hour show at, at CNN. Okay? They stopped me all the time. Wow. All the time. So... Uh, they put us through all kinds of stuff. Then when we went to Fox, the standard was so high. You could, how dare you even say that? I've been watching them in the last few weeks, and I've been saying since the Trump thing, you guys are going to turn into me. They are worse than we ever, ever were. Worse. And it's not just one show. At the time, it was my show. This is the entire media is doing what we did, and then some. I because love- we never would have gone on and said, he's a spy. I mean, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> and to hear them admit it up front, but go, Amazing. we have to consider Sorry. all of this. I know it's nuts, but we have to because the impact, if it's true. <laughs> the, impact, the impact of a guy who was a Marxist, who grew up with a Marxist family, who had a Marxist mentor... None of that should even be considered. Now, look at a lot of us, how we approached that back in the day when it came to his birth certificate. I remember listening to you. I said virtually the same thing. Hey, listen, this is interesting. Um, There's nothing there. Mm -hmm. Show me a smoking gun until then. And even if there Mm -hmm. is... It's not going to change anything. Right, exactly. So that's fine. But that never mattered. Nope. Nope. Mm. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Oh, we will be back. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, we will. You got you have to get the audio and listen to this tomorrow. Like listening to this podcast? 
If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. Glenn, mm-hmm. now's your chance to talk about the uh, 3D printed gun. This is remarkable. Huge. This is from, this gun is from, I think, 2013. Cody Wilson uh, made it and printed it, as you can see. Um, it's uh, number 15 of 100 made. But you can see how it's been printed. If you, if you could, I don't know if you can make that out on TV. But you can see how it's been printed, and it is empty. You're a gun owner. Yes. Woo. Would you have any idea, if I handed that to you, would you have any idea that that's a no, printed gun? No, it's so heavy. Yeah. You would think uh, that it's like the 3D picture that we're seeing up plastic, there that's yeah. plastic. Wow. That's what you would think. But so this is, that's really this hefty. Is what, what, what he did was, I mean, this was printed too. The spring in it was printed. Everything was printed on this gun. So what he did was he took the, the blueprints or the schematics of this, digitized them, and then he made a printer to print it out in, in metal. And it works. Now, here's why this story is in the news today. Because the government just lost a case. And the case, Cody brought the case against the State Department because they said that he was uh, part of the, uh, you know, a terror organization that was, you know, uh, proliferating guns uh, all throughout the world. He, yeah, he, said, was, he was exporting guns. Right. And he said, no, I'm just printing, I'm just giving the schematics in computer code. That's all I'm doing. And that's freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Well, they won. He won. Mm-hmm. The government now had to say that you can, you can put any of these schematics um, and share them anywhere. Um, so the gun is never going to be able to be gotten rid of. The other Hallelujah. thing... Yeah, the other thing that is remarkable that no one is covering, the government said that every gun, um, including uh, up to an, a, a uh, 50 cal, is not a weapon of war, and that includes modern sporting rifles, otherwise known as AR-15s. It's not a weapon of war. Wow. The government just said that. Right, which I feel like that will have... Huge uh, repercussions later on down the road because when they talk about assault weapon bans and weapons of war bans and things of that nature, all of those are are all included right, in that list uh, I from mean, the government. You know, I feel like it's at the end of you know the miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Do you trust the post office? <laughs> Is the post office would they deliver the Santa Claus letters to him if it were a lie? Are you gonna? You're telling me that the government lied, right? couple yeah. of interesting things. His challenge, too, is based both on the Second Amendment and the First Amendment, yes. but primarily on the first, yes. saying you have uh, limited my freedom of expression. And you go, well, it doesn't necessarily have to do with guns, except you made it about guns. Because he could put up schematics on how to print a shoe. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't be a problem. And he is. Right. You made it about the guns. Therefore, the Second Amendment applies as well. And those were his well, two challenges. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I just talked to um, Alan Gottlieb, who is, is, you know, was the guy who really defended this in court um and uh you know this 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 takes your your gun dealer the guy who has his i think it was first class or uh license i can't remember exactly what it's called but the license to be able to make guns 
that's really tightly held. Well, if I have a printer, I don't need a license. I'm printing one for me. It's, it, it changes everything, I think, about gun laws. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to have to. And about the, uh, the fight that will now kind of evolve with um, the people who want to take guns away completely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't. Yeah. Then there's also intellectual property laws, which will be challenged when it comes to. That's the part printers. that I actually have a problem mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Because he is a he's an anarchist and he wants to put the schematics on for everything to be printed. Well, if you just give me the, the schematics to make Lego-like pieces, I'm never going to buy Lego again. Well, what happens? That's their intellectual property. So there's all mm-hmm. kinds of problems with this. It's going to be, a, I mean, this is the beginning. Yeah. This someday you will remember when you were watching the show and you saw Glenn Beck have the 3D printed gun and, uh, and he said, this is the beginning of everything changing. You're going to have to rethink all of the laws, everything that we do, because it's a different world. It's a completely different world. And you'll wonder, what am I resisting? I don't know. The collectivization of manufacturing? <laughs> the institutionalization of the human psyche? Be careful. I have I'm a I'm not sure. <laughs> um, do you guys have any idea how much 3D printers cost? Like, I'm just wondering how accessible this would be to... Mm-hmm. Uh, to make this. Yeah. Okay. He's not making and selling guns. He made these hundred. Okay. okay. He went into the business of 3D printers. They're $1,600. $1,600, and you can make this in your house. It's amazing. So the printer is $1,600 and then you have, right? You have to get the material, I guess. I just can't. You're buying buying the machine, and then you also buy the the liquid metal. Mm. Wow. So for for $1,600... You can print your own guns. Now, he's going back. He was allowed to print everything except 50 caliber plus and uh, fully automatic. Okay. I mean. Yeah, that's. What happens? Large range. This doesn't. This now takes away all of the people who are like, let's go boycott Remington. Yeah. Let's go boycott Henry. All right. Fine. Wow. I'll make it myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's huge. So if you're a, a, a business owner or you're looking, you know, what the future and how you can capitalize, you, we've got to find ways to make uh, guns and make things work and engage in commerce that are new based on all this technology. <sighs> yeah. The, this mm-hmm. is the problem is the average person is going to become China. Yeah. Your copyrights won't mean anything. I yeah, think there's we, an we opportunity, we gotta, though. We go. we take okay, a break. We'll yeah, we'll be back. 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 Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to the program. I want to tell you about another program that I think you're going to like. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. This is, this is not a toy. I, I, this is not a toy. Not a toy. Not a toy. Hello, don't everyone. even start. Don't Why? even start with me. Because, are you on this camera? Are we on this camera? Okay. I, I'm not even going to look that way. There is something in this area, okay, <laughs> that Sarah is wearing today. 
And when she sat down, I, I immediately looked in that area. And then I immediately th- felt like, oh, my gosh, hashtag me, too. <laughs> it's a trap. Yep. It's a trap. Uh, it's just a flower. No, it, I don't know what it is because I'm not looking <laughs> down there. <laughs> It's, I mean, when I said that, I, said I was that. like, right? Right? Yeah, if it's a trap. Yeah, it's well, a and trap. she's also got brown on, and then this giant fluorescent It's a pop, it's a pop of color. That's, it's called yes, fashion. I know. Yeah. It, it draws the eye, though. Whereas yeah. guys in today's world were... Yeah, you're not supposed to look right. down there. Right. And so now you, you have this pop of color, and that draws your eyes there. And, and it's, not, it's uh-huh. not nice. It's and not notice, nice. And notice her look at you, too, like this. like Right. See, are you looking? Because if we were sitting down oh, here yeah. and we were all just looking at the flower just to notice the flower, I don't yep. even know. I haven't even looked long enough to know if it's real or fake. Right. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, okay. All right. Oh, okay, so now, well, here, Sarah, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel? If I just came in and I was wearing this the whole time, okay? What are you looking at? Okay. What are you looking at? <laughs> We're all out of time, right? <laughs> I think we're all done here. Done. I, I think we're that, done. that sums it all We've up. We've done good work here today. <laughs> no, I really do want to get into uh, Drake. Pat is apparently a really big Drake fan. Oh, huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, Drake actually broke. A lot of people may not even know who Drake is. He's a Canadian yeah. rapper. A lot of yes, yeah, some, uh, some of us here at the Blaze there may he is. not know uh, who Drake up, is. Up on the screen right now. That's that's Drake, I guess. Um, I am not familiar with Drake's music. I just oh. know he's a Cana- Canadian rapper. Oh, Big spectacular! Fan. The Beatles in 1964 had the top five songs in America. One through five were all Beatles songs. Now, this may not mean anything to you, but it's two former, three former DJs. Yeah. That was Huge. a big deal. Nobody's Huge. ever done that. Nobody's in come the, Nobody's in done the that. same year? No, at the same time. At the same time. In the same right. week. Okay. They, they had, had like, the top five songs. Okay. Number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. Right. Okay. It, it would be Beatles. rare if you have two in the top ten. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. At the yeah. same yeah. time, yeah. Okay. Drake has seven of the top ten songs in America. Seven. Seven. And, and 27 of the top 100. 27% of what? the 100 biggest songs in America are from Drake. Are from this guy. Wow. How amazing is that? That I've never I mean, even heard of. That is crazy. <laughs> that is unbelievable. If he had a third of that, it would be stunning. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. It would be. It really would. If wow. he had seven in the top, top 100, 100. Yeah. not 20. No, I don't know if that's ever been done. You remember, okay, so you had the Beatles in 1964. You had the Bee Gees in... 77, You had Michael Jackson, Jackson in the 80s. And Michael Jackson. And but then, they never came close to this. No. I mean, they this never, is I don't unreal. think they beat the Beatles. No, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. That, that record it stood for 54 happen. years until this week. I, I, I mean, that is stunning to me. Wow. Yeah. I, and, 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 it, and, and if you put yourself back in 1964, remember, the Beatles are so big they're coming to America, 1964. Right. Okay. So every they're Ed on, Sullivan. They're on Ed Sullivan. So every old fogey knows who the Beatles are. They saw it. Yeah. In 1964, 65, mm-hmm. you're not walking around going, "Who are these Beatles?" Right. You Who's this guy? With your kids. I know. Yeah. yeah. Who's I know. this guy? It is also interesting to see the evolution of what music. popular mu- music. Yeah. yeah it to is. think about what the Beatles sound like, and it then is. I mean, I don't. Well, tomorrow know Drake we are going to be. Heart, tomorrow but, we are going to be comparing. The Beatles lyrics with Mr. Drake. Are you? Yes. yes. And I think we'll I find wait. he's much more profound. You mentioned the Bee Gees <laughs> and Michael Jackson, but what about hot chocolate? Uh, no, everyone's a winner, and that's it. Okay. Well, you sexy thing. Oh, you're right. You're and, right. When you're right, you're right. Uh, Gloria Gaynor. How did she, Gloria, what happened to her? 
Uh, she survived. She did. She <laughs> think she survived. Yeah. She... Uh, really, really cool. I get it. I will survive the song. Right. I'm aware. I have karaoke to it many know? times. Do you know hot chocolate? No, I don't know okay. that one. Yeah. Uh, really quickly before we go, I wanted to... Oh my to... gosh, you're bringing it to you sexy thing. Hashtag no, no, too. Sorry. Oh you know, my gosh. Take your flower and edit that all out. I don't know if you guys heard... After July 4th, I guess, there was the Harper's Bazaar journalist Jennifer Wright tweeted out and started this new movement that uh, pro-abortion advocates are now latching onto. And it is um, it's a sex strike. So she said, is that her? (laughs) There's no strike. There is absolutely such a struggle. (laughs) Right. I mean, she she comes home and says, no sex for you. I'm like, oh, thank God. God. (laughs) (laughs) That's not helping your cause. That's not your poster child. Right. That's not the one. I did find it interesting that that was the picture of the person who is engaging. Every man in America goes, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) But I did find it interesting that they're for abortion, but they're going on a sex strike, so... Yeah, not getting the irony we'll there, have, are they? Right. Like, right. That's you go on the sex strike, for us. you don't need the abortions. <laughs> right, exactly. I think we're okay with that. Yeah, exactly. It looks really nice on you, Up dog. here, Sarah, up here. <laughs> All right, let's go home. What do you say? Yes. Yeah, I'm ready to say go. yes. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> I didn't even notice you had a flower. I Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.